how we do it. Salt Lake City Veterans Affairs Medical Center Transitional Pain Service by Dr. Michael J. Byes from the University of Utah. Program Design and Implementation In January of 2018, we developed and implemented a Transitional Pain Service, TPS, at the Salt Lake City Veterans Administration Medical Center. The multidisciplinary team consists of an anesthesiologist with specialization in acute pain management, two nurse practitioners with experience in both acute and chronic pain management, four nurse care coordinators, and a psychologist. We enroll all patients who are at high risk for persistent postoperative pain, as well as all patients who have a history of substance abuse disorder or chronic opioid use. Once identified, the patients are contacted by one of our Transitional Pain Service team members and invited to attend a one-time pre-surgical expectations class that includes topics on expectations for postoperative pain, available analgesic therapies, appropriate use of opioids, and the impact of psychological factors on pain. Pain coping strategies are introduced using a mindfulness-based intervention and acceptance and commitment therapy matrix. In addition, the nurse practitioner and or anesthesiologist meets individually with patients to develop a personalized plan that may include a preoperative opioid taper, a buprenorphine use strategy, or opioid-free strategies. In Hospital The Transitional Pain Service Team rounds on patients daily and provides recommendations for analgesic therapies. Patients are offered daily sessions with the psychologist in their hospital room to reinforce and practice pain coping strategies such as mindful meditation. Prior to discharge, the Transitional Pain Service Team provides recommendations for discharge medications and an opioid taper plan. Post-surgery. After discharge, patients are called by the nurse care coordinators at post-discharge days 2, 7, 10, 14, 21, 28, and then monthly for at least three months. Nurses notify the anesthesiologist and nurse practitioner when patients are struggling with pain control or opioid taper. The transitional pain service team prescribes alternative analgesic therapies, coordinates continued opioid therapy with the surgical and primary care providers, and develops opioid taper plans. Individual sessions with the psychologist are available to patients after discharge. Close care coordination is maintained with the surgical team, the primary care provider, and other providers, such as mental health or chronic pain. For patients who require longer-term care for their chronic pain condition and help with long opioid tapers, we developed a combined clinic with the Transitional Pain Service and our Anesthesia Chronic Pain Group. This clinic allows patients to be seen by both services in the same setting where Transitional Pain Service can provide a warm handoff to the chronic pain team. Conclusion Since implementation in 2018, we have enrolled more than 850 patients. Of the opioid-naive patients, only one, first quarter of 2018, had persistent opioid use at 90 days post-discharge.
Chronic opioid use patients have been more likely to stop opioid use altogether or decrease their dose from baseline compared to prior to transitional pain service implementation and are less likely to increase their opioid use after surgery. After demonstrating our outcomes along with overwhelming positive patient and provider experiences, the transitional pain service is now financially supported by the hospital. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode of Azra News, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review. Transitional Pain Services What's Next? by Dr. Hans Clark from the University of Toronto. In 2014, the Toronto General Hospital opened its doors to the Transitional Pain Service, TPS. This service enables targeted, mechanism-based treatments for patients who are at risk for the development of chronic post-surgical pain and disability while enabling safe opioid prescribing and weaning after major surgery. Over the years, we have had our share of ups and downs. However, today we are an entrenched and respected service within the University of Toronto's University Health Network and have secured long-term funding by our provincial government. We are partnered at both the provincial and federal level to identify and treat the coexisting issues of mental health problems, opioid misuse, and chronic pain. In Canada, the transitional pain service model of care has been replicated by the University of British Columbia and the University of Calgary, and it is being considered as a model of care at Dalhousie University, where it would represent coast-to-coast -coast adoption of this service. There also has been outstanding work in the United States that has focused on the topic of opioid prescribing related to surgery and post-discharge care. The programs in Salt Lake City, Utah, by Dr. Michael Byes, and Duke Health, by Dr. Padma Guler, are other great examples of similar services with their own unique properties that have changed practice patterns for patients within their institutions. In other areas of the world, the University of Oslo in Norway and Monash University in Melbourne, Australia, have begun transitional pain programs associated with injuries caused by trauma. Intuitively, there is little doubt that a transitional pain service in the context of the opioid crisis makes sense. However, as these programs continue to be built, we want to bolster their development with the clinical and research evidence needed to support this innovation in care during the perioperative period and post-discharge. The Transitional Pain Service's multidisciplinary approach to post-discharge care is not without added cost, nor is it easy. However, the benefits to patients who struggle with opioid and pain issues in the post-operative period are profound, and the sense of satisfaction equally profound for the healthcare provider when an individual's life trajectory is changed for the better. My colleagues at the University of Toronto, Drs. Aliza Weinrib, Joel Katz, Paul Tumber, Duminda Wajasandera, Karim Lada and I have embarked upon the completion of the Reduction in Opioid Use for Pain Recoup Trial, which is a multi-site, pragmatic, randomized study across five hospitals in Ontario focused on evaluating the model of care delivered by the Transitional Pain Service, 
mental health, and pain medication optimization. In addition to this multi-site trial, we are using Ontario's Provincial Health Database to determine whether or not there has been an economic impact for patients who have been seen by the Transitional Pain Service using longitudinal data over the past five years. In the past weeks, our newest partner has become the Health Canada Substance Use and Addictions Program, which has given us funding to finalize the RECOUP trial, circa 2024, and develop knowledge translation resources for others to utilize. The Transitional Pain Service is involved in other exciting randomized controlled trials, including an evaluation of the psychological, psychophysiological, pain-related and opioid-sparing effects of clinical hypnosis for patients undergoing major surgery, an examination of the efficacy of Hatha Yoga for post-surgical oncology patients, and a study of opioid-sparing and pain-relieving effects of battlefield acupuncture administered to patients immediately after surgery. As the Transitional Pain Service has evolved, it has also become the hub for the intersection of pain and addiction medicine for inpatients on medicine wards struggling with opioid-related problems. Initiating buprenorphine therapy on currently hospitalized patients is commonplace for our Transitional Pain Service physicians, nurse practitioners, and psychologists. The years ahead are exciting. It has been an honor to be a founding member of the ASRA Persistent Perioperative Pain Special Interest Group led by Dr. Hesham El-Sharkawi. Further excitement abounds with respect to future discussions, research collaborations, and ultimately improvements in perioperative patient care that will evolve out of our concerted efforts to reduce the incidence and better treat chronic post-surgical pain. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode of Azra News, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review. Building a Transitional Pain Service, Vanderbilt Experience, by Dr. David A. Edwards from the Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Patients on high-dose opioids those treated for substance use disorder, and those with uncontrolled psychological comorbidities often remain hospitalized for longer periods of time and experience higher rates of hospital readmission. Changing guidelines on opioid prescribing have also complicated care for surgical services. Transitional Pain Services, TPS, that take the positive results of enhanced recovery after surgery, ERAS pathways, and extend them upstream to the clinic and postoperatively have the potential to further lower risks and improve outcomes. The following is a description of the early implementation of the Vanderbilt TPS. Concept Design At Vanderbilt, we recognized, like those before us, that if we were to have a chance at impacting the development of chronic post-surgical pain and opioid use disorder, OUD, we needed to get to patients early enough to assess personal and surgical risk factors and implement preventive treatment. We conceptualized our TPS by reviewing other early TPSs at the University of Toronto, Duke, and Johns Hopkins. 
The TPS clinic consultation results in a plan that reduces risk by optimizing health, for example, controlling pain, adjusting medications, treating comorbid conditions, and providing education. Service creation. We created our TPS incrementally by rearranging personnel and resources to support new pathways of care. Our consulting faculty are pain medicine boarded, buprenorphine wavered anesthesiologists, physiatrists, and rehabilitation physicians. Our advanced practice nurses, APRNs, are experts in the clinical management of chronic pain and were trained in TPS. Each clinic advanced practice nurse rotates in the inpatient setting to carry out TPS plans. Consultation Criteria and System Support Several guidelines inform the development of consultation criteria. The ONET Plus criteria, opioid naive, exposed, and tolerant, plus risk modifiers, is our template for stratification and documentation and is used to guide care for multimodal treatment and functional recovery with appropriate opioid tapering. Electronic reports exist to identify high-risk patients, for example, those taking buprenorphine, and orders were created for surgical and pre-anesthesia services to consult the TPS for pre-post-surgical optimization and pain management. Documentation a shared electronic medical record EMR, template for documentation has been an important tool for standardization, coordination of care, and data collection. Elements include surgery type and date, contact information for surgeon, pain physician, psychiatrist, and primary care provider, pain history including tolerance of non-opioid analgesics, prior and current opioid use, social history, and support system. The initial ONET Plus risk category, high risk, moderate risk, low risk, is documented, and one goal of the TPS is to document a plan that places the patient in a lower risk class. For example, a patient at high risk might have a slight taper of opioids with the inclusion of non-opioid and non-medication treatments that then results in the patient being classified as moderate risk. Interventional treatments in the clinic and regional anesthesia on the day of surgery are considered good options for patients with chronic pain, opioid tolerance, and substance use disorders in order to better manage pain and spare the need for large opioid escalation. Reimbursement. Preoperative TPS consultation by providers registered in the state as anesthesiologists might cause confusion among payers who typically bundle pre-anesthesia visits with the cost of doing anesthesia. Therefore, in-clinic TPS visits are differentiated as specialist consultations for high-risk patients, sometimes requiring pre-authorization. Additionally, Inpatient specialist consultation requests from surgical services are still a requirement. Postoperative TPS consultation delineates the need for postoperative treatment to taper opioids, manage substance use disorders, and control pain. Documentation supports complex medical decision-making as part of specialty care.
The keys for reimbursement have been a clear record of the preoperative request coming from the surgical team for specialist care. Documentation well ahead of the surgical date, two to four weeks, with high medical decision making, comorbid pain, depression, anxiety, opioid use, provision of care, management of opioids, multimodal analgesia, coordination of care, and postoperative care outside the global period. Reporting and sustainability. We track several metrics to ensure the TPS is providing value to patients and the hospital and to guide service improvement, for example, pain and function, analgesia use, consultation volume, referral patterns, length of stay, readmission, reimbursement. To be sustainable, in-clinic advanced practice nurses see both standard outpatient and TPS visits. Inpatient advanced practice nurses see TPS patients and help staff chronic pain consults when needed. This allows the physicians to hold a half day of clinic or schedule an operation on the same day while staffing the chronic pain service. This way, the TPS has grown incrementally while being cost-neutral. Summary The Vanderbilt TPS is one and a half years in and steadily growing in patient volume and hospital support. We look forward to reporting our outcomes and obtaining feedback from our peers at future meetings and in our specialty journals. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode of Azra News, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review.